You know, uh, God called me to the ministry just before I went into the ninth grade. And so unlike many high school students, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. And this was great on one hand, but on the other hand, I didn't apply myself in some subjects like math and science. Who needs those in the ministry anyway, you know? I always didn't do well with them. And needless to say, many of my grades suffered in those type of courses, even though I graduated with 3-1, I, I could have done better. But at that time as well, I didn't understand that the ACT was actually an important thing. You know, to me, it was just something else. But uh, I took the ACT for the first time in December of my senior year, which was horrible time. I <laughs> uh, made a 15 on it. And said, you know what, maybe I ought to do a little bit more studying on this. I uh, went and bought one of those ACT prep books, not online, because there was no online. And uh, made an 18 three months later. But uh, my math and science grades were so bad that I had to take remedial math in, when I got to college. And so, believe you me, I preached that to my kids, you know, uh, about taking the ACT and doing a little bit better. But it's safe to say I didn't prepare as well for college as I should have. But have you ever found yourself that you weren't as prepared for something as you should have been? Uh, no matter what it was, you may have not been prepared as you should have been. And so as we've been examining and sharing the gospel in the book of Acts, we need to understand that if we're going to go share the gospel, we need to be prepared to share the gospel, don't we? And so one way that we need to be prepared is so that we can be ready to face persecution because persecution is going to come in one form or the other. So I want to share with you four ways tonight that we can prepare ourselves to face persecution. And the first thing that we look at here in Acts 14, verse 1 and 2, is that we can prepare our mindset. Our mindset. Look at verse 1 and 2. In Iconium, they entered the Jewish synagogue as usual, it spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Now I want you to remember here, last week we were on Paul's first missionary journey. And he arrived uh, in the Isle of, of Cyprus, went through all of that. And he's coming out of Asia Minor. He came to Perga. And last week we saw that he went up to Poseidon Antioch and he went there and he faced troubles when he went to Antioch and so look back at verse I mean in chapter 13 look at verse 50 and 51 just to remind ourselves but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district but Paul and Barnabas took shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. And if you were to look at an ancient map, you'd see that the Roman uh, Empire had all kind of different roads there. And the Roman, a lot of the Roman roads that they built are still uh, there today. In fact, some highways have even been built over these roads because they were the best way to go. And it, so if you were to look, you'd see where Paul and uh, Barnabas came to Perga and went up to Poseidon Antioch and came down to uh, Iconium, that you would see a Roman road. It's by the name of the Sebastian Way, of Via Sebast. And so they're following this road, following the uh, 
the, this road to go to the different major uh, places of population. And so they come here after being expelled by the leaders of the city in Poseidon Antioch. They come here to Iconium and they come with the same pattern. The first thing that they do is that they go to the Jewish synagogue. Even though Paul said in Poseidon Antioch, he said, I, I, you know, I'm moving on from the Jews. He still continues to share the faith of the gospel with the Jews and the Gentiles as well. And so he speaks in the synagogue, and we see here in verse 1 that a great number of both Jews and Greeks, meaning God-fearing Gentiles, that they believed in the gospel. And those that did not believe, though, that we see here, they didn't just say, no, I don't believe that and go on about their way. They, they were unbelieved, and they began stirring up other people against Paul and Barnabas. They poisoned the minds of people creating dissension. And so those that rejected the gospel not only rejected it, but they they fought the spread of the gospel to others as well. And so Paul and Barnabas, they had a mindset that they were called to share the gospel and they were going to continue that. Even though they were expelled in Antioch, they continued and went to Iconium. They, they were not deterred because of their mindset. And even though they were not deterred, surely they understood the struggle. They understood that they expected persecution. They knew it was coming, but they were going to carry on anyway. You know, our mindset is basically what we think. Before we ever go into a situation, we kind of have our expectations. And, you know, when we go into a place where we share the gospel, whether it's one-on-one or in a church, you know, not everybody's going to be receptive to that, believe it or not. And so we should expect some type of pushback or persecution. But even though we expect that, we carry on sharing the gospel. You know, there's been many meetings that I've walked into knowing that this is going to be a hard meeting. You go into it, it's not one of those where, you know, you're getting a pay raise or you're getting uh, extra coffee or you're getting some snacks in it like that. You're having one of those that's uh, what we might say a come to Jesus meeting. It's one of them hard meetings, you know. Nobody wants to have those meetings. But before you walk in, you have your expectations, but yet you carry on, don't you? And so we have to have the right mindset if we're going to share the gospel to know that there might be pushback. You know, we, we can live in a naive world that says if I preach the gospel, the greatest message in the world, if I share it, everybody's going to accept it. But it doesn't happen, does it? And so we need to have the mindset uh, before we ever walk into the situation. Another one that we look at here that we can prepare to face persecution is in our attitude. So look at verse 3 by itself. So they stayed there a long time and spoke boldly for the Lord, who testified to the message of his grace by enabling them to do signs and wonders. Now understand this, they had got this pushback from these uh, unbelieving Jews. They've gotten a uh, pushback on them and instead of tucking tail and run, what they do? They stayed a long time. They didn't just stay a short time. They didn't just stay, but they stayed for a long time. Ball and Barnabas didn't back down. However, the Bible says here in verse three that they spoke and spoke boldly. And so God also enabled them to minister 
by giving them signs and wonders to do the, and we know that the signs and wonders in the book of Acts was done to show that the message that they were proclaiming about Jesus was true. And so Paul and Barnabas' attitude was not one of discouragement. It was not one of retreat. It was not one of defeat. But they had an attitude that even though there's going to be this pushback, even though everybody doesn't agree with me, that I'm going to stand up and I'm going to carry out the Lord's will anyway and share his gospel. You know, it's built on our mindset, what we think before we go into a situation, that our attitude is how we behave once we're in that situation. And so are we going to persevere? Or are we going to wilt under the pressure when we share the gospel? You know, there's been times that I've wanted to give up. up, You know, I've shared that with you before. You preach the gospel, you preach and preach, you see nothing change. And just like, well, I'm just terrible at this. I need to give up, you know. And I'm reminded of Jeremiah. I love this verse that I found. Church member pointed this out to me uh, several years ago. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 3 and 4. From the 13th year of Josiah, son of Amnon, king of Judah, until this very day, 23 years, the word of the Lord has came to me, and I've spoken to you time and time again, but you have not obeyed. The Lord sent all his servants, the prophets, to you time and time again, but you have not obeyed or even paid attention. 23 years, uh, Jeremiah spoke and spoke and spoke, did what God told him to do, but there was no... Uh, there was no response, but Jeremiah never gave up. And Paul never gave up as well. Uh, love, we see the pushback here, and as we continue to go through Acts, we're going to see all the persecutions that Paul faced. But let me read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 24 through 28. This is what he faced now. Five times I received the 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in open sea. On frequent journeys, I faced dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city and dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea and dangers among false brothers. Toil and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold and without clothing. Not to mention other things, there is the daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches. Paul faced a lot of things, didn't he? You know, this is just the beginning that we see here in Acts chapter 14. But I show this to show you, I read this to show you that Paul didn't give up. He had the attitude that he was going to persevere. And so he had the mindset that he knew what to expect. The attitude of this is no matter what happens, I'm going to persevere. And But at the same time, he had to have an understanding about what was going on. So verse 4 through 6, I want you to look at the understanding. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and others with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian towns of Lystra and Derby and the surrounding countryside. Now, despite all their efforts, we see here in verse four 
that the people are, of the city of Iconium are still uh, divided. The some believe, some still reject. And those that rejected the message made an attempt, as we see in verse five, to mistreat and stone Paul and Barnabas. And when they found out about the plot, they left for Lystra and Derby. They got to the point where it was not good for them to stay anymore. It wasn't effective. And so they left. And so Paul and Barnabas were very discerning and understanding about their situation. And because of their understanding, they could respond properly uh, to the events that were happening. You see, no matter how much we prepare, no matter if we're in the right mindset or no matter if we have the right attitude, people can still reject him, can't they? We can be persistent. We can do everything correctly, but people still have to respond to the gospel willingly. And when I was reading this, it reminded me of a poem, maybe one that you've heard of, To a Mouse by Robert Burns in 1785. But mouse friend, you're not alone in proving foresight may be vain. The best laid schemes of mice and men go off to rye and leave us only grief and pain for promised joy. You see, we can make all the plans we want, but sometimes people throw a hitch in that and we have to adjust, don't we? And so we make all the plans and preparations we want, but we must depend on the Holy Spirit to discern everything that is taking place in that situation. And so when you share the gospel, you must depend on the Spirit for direction and discernment. And finally, if we're going to prepare to face persecution, we've got to have a commitment. So I want you to see our commitment in verse 7. There they continued preaching the gospel. They left Iconium. They had already left Poseidon Antioch, expelled from the leaders. They had got here to Iconium and left Iconium because they were being threatened to be stoned and mistreated. And some people may look at that and say, well, you know what? Forget them. I'm just going to hush now. Well, they went to Lystra and Derby and what? They carried on preaching the gospel message. They did not give up. In the face of persecution and in the face of rejection, they remained committed. And how often do we want to give up when troubles come our way? See, I'm thankful to faithful people who shared the gospel with me that may have thought that, you know, why I keep sharing this gospel in Sunday school each week. And because of their commitment, I give my life to Christ. And so think about it. Are there times where you feel like that you give, should give up? If there is, think about what the consequences are going to be. Now, people go to hell because of their own rejection of Christ. <clears throat> But I wonder how many times that we could have done more or we gave up too soon for someone to hear the gospel. So as we share the gospel with people, you're going to face persecution. And how can you be prepared to face persecution? Well, with your mindset, expect persecution. Your attitude, persevere no matter what. Your understanding, depend on the Holy Spirit for discernment and direction and understand your commitment to never give up. Amen.